the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Lindsay Barnett. Welcome back to the LF Press Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us. We're so happy to have you here. I'm your host, Lindsay Barnett. Excited today. It's been a while since I caught up with London Free Press crime reporter, Dale Carruthers. Dale, how are you doing today? I'm good. It's always good to be on here, Lindsay. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to our chat today. You wrote a very interesting article, um, and we're, we're going to backtrack in just a minute, but it's December. Parking lots are getting a little chaotic. Regardless whether you are at a shopping mall or if you are at a grocery store, the roads are busy. You almost forget that you're in the middle of a pandemic. There's so many people out and about, and it's easy for tempers to flare. And that's kind of what happened at the South London Costco uh, about a week and a half ago. So take me back to November 28th. What happened in the South London Costco parking lot? Well, so it was uh, Sunday and... There was a man who was parked in a handicapped spot, David Lavoy. He has a permit to park in handicapped spots. And he says a car pulled up behind him and was blocking him in for several minutes. He said he honked, he yelled, it wouldn't move. Um, eventually, he got out of his vehicle and went over and confronted the other vehicle. He said the three occupants inside ignored him. And so he ended up pulling open the passenger door and uh, confrontation ensued. Um, members of the other family uh, say that he was violent, he was swearing at them, he was aggressive, and he yelled, go back to your country. This is a Muslim family, I should have mentioned. And so they felt that the incident uh, could have been Islamophobic. And um, one of the family members who wasn't there Nawaz Tahir, who's a prominent uh, member of the Muslim community in London, he took to Twitter after the incident and said, um, this should be investigated as a possible hate crime and why were no criminal charges laid? Uh, so essentially police laid criminal charges on Monday night, one day after the incident and after it had ricocheted all over social media and everyone was talking about it. Um, and there was speculation that it might've been race or religious based. Um, so. Uh, we did the original story and covered that angle and the charges. And then yesterday, I linked up with the lawyer of the man accused, David Lavoy, is the man who's charged in this case. Philip Millar is his lawyer. And we had a fairly lengthy interview in which Lavoy um, walked us through his version of events, right? Because we already heard from uh, the family about their version of events. Now we heard his. And they the events, the, the, the two stories were fairly similar in some regards, but where they differed is Lavoy maintains that he said, go back to your country because the family's car had Michigan license plates. Um, the driver of the vehicle and a woman in the back seat, they are married and they actually do live in Michigan. They lived there since 2008, we've been told. And they came back to London for American Thanksgiving to visit family members. And that's how they ended up at Costco. Lavoy, meanwhile, he lives in Northern Ontario now. He's from London. He's a social worker, um, a military vet. And he came back to the city because his girlfriend was having surgery at the London Health Sciences Center. And while they're here, they're picking up supplies from Costco to bring back home. So that's what brought these two families to the South London Costco on the 28th. 
This story is so interesting in so many facets um, because there's a lot of room for speculation. Now, we hear about road rage all the time. We hear about incidents happening in parking lots all the time. Now, I happen to be at the Costco the day after, okay, before any discussion of charges were laid and just happened to be talking to a Costco employee who works there who mentioned how crazy, uh, I don't want to use the word event, but this interaction was. And she, a woman, had to step in between to help kind of cool the tempers a little bit. Now, apparently it took several Costco employees, according to her, as well as several bystanders. And it was a very heated exchange. And she said things, it was like throwing gas on a fire when he said, go back to your own country. Now, the Michigan plates, still though, sh we shouldn't be saying things like that, regardless whether you're an American, a Canadian, or otherwise. Um, the interesting thing to me, though, I came home the next day, I started scrolling through my Twitter feed, and then I saw the son's Twitter feed about the interaction that his dad had been involved in. Do we think that if it wasn't for social media and it being 2021, that charges would have been pressed? Because apparently... Um, police did show up to Costco and they spoke to whoever on scene um, and they they kind of walked away from it after everything had cooled down. It's interesting to see the role that social media is playing now. Yeah, social media definitely played a big role in this case. Um, but what makes it unique is there was no video of this confrontation, right, which is really rare. Um, usually you see uh, online these uh, parking lot confrontations, which are especially common this er this time of the year and Costco or Walmart are probably the two worst parking lots for confrontation. This one didn't have any video. So it was really left to uh, reporters to kind of sift through and figure out exactly what happened. And what is clear is that it was a really ugly confrontation, regardless of whether race or religion played a role. Um, police said it got physical. The family said it got physical. Lavoy maintains he never touched anyone, but said he did pull open the car door and did swear and yell and bystanders eventually intervened. So for bystanders to intervene, that shows how heated it was getting. Um, and the man involved in the confrontation was a 75 year old man, originally from Pakistan, a retired machinist. And um, his son, uh, Nawaz Tahir is the one who took to Twitter and kind of put it all out there. And it, I don't know if I would say it went viral, but it went London viral in the sense that Everyone in London was talking about it. The mayor weighed in, um, councillors weighed in, uh, local MPP weighed in. Um, and it comes at this time where the Muslim community has um, felt under attack based on past events, including the June 6 hit and run that killed four members of the Axel family. That's a London Muslim family um, and some other high profile incidents. So that's where people's minds went automatically. Is this an Islamophobic incident again? Um, so Nawaz wanted to know why police hadn't laid a charge in the case. And the family essentially said that police responded to the scene on the Sunday. Officers uh, told the family that um, 75 year old, Nawaz's 75 year old father got out of the car with his fists raised. So that negated a possible assault charge. Um, Nawaz said he did, uh, Lavoie said uh, the elderly man has fist raise. And so that doesn't seem to be in dispute, but um, I guess police did further investigation and determined that it, in fact, this was an assault. Um, Lavoie's lawyer, Philip Millar is saying that police bowed to public pressure um, and the social media campaign and essentially laid a charge because of that. We don't know that. 
at this point. Police said all along that they were investigating and it was an open investigation and then the charge was laid one day later. It isn't being treated as a hate crime at this point. So at this point, um, we have no evidence to suggest that the family's Islamic faith um, or Pakistani origins played any role in this encounter. It's interesting, too, because in your article, and I urge people to head over to lfpress.com to read it, um, you've done a lot of digging, and, and it's very well written. Lavoy is of Indigenous descent. Now, and I'm the queen of saying, don't read the comments section. Well, what did I do this morning when the Free Press tweeted out your article? I went through the comments. And a lot of people are saying, well, him saying they're from Michigan, that's a cop out. Uh, and then some other people were quick to say, well, he would know racism better than anybody being of an Indigenous descent. Um, what's Lavoie saying at this point about that? He says this incident had nothing to do with race or religion. He said, as an Indigenous man who um, is a social worker and a veteran who was deployed to Somalia, he knows all about uh, discrimination. He says he's felt it professionally in the military, um, through the people he works with. He says he's dedicated his life to helping people who have been marginalized. Um, he admits this wasn't his finest hour, that he lost his cool and swore and did say, go back to your country. But again, he maintains it's because he thought they were American. And he says he was just blocked in that spot for too long and he, he lost his cool. Um, he apologizes for that. And he says, by denying that this incident was related to race or religion, he doesn't want to minimize um, the existence of Islamophobia, which he said is a real problem in our society. So he was really careful with his words. Um, he was disappointed that no media reached out to him in their initial reporting. Um, he said to see these media reports on this incident with only one side of the story and um, linking this to the June 6th attack, just in the same story in that sense, he said that was really hard says he's been the victim of online harassment. He's getting harassing phone calls. He fears for his safety and he's worried that this will jeopardize um, his career as a social worker, which are all valid concerns at this point. So um, that was his side essentially. And I just thought it was important to hear his side because um, this is the first time he's spoken publicly and the first time he's been quoted in the media. Um, and I was looking forward to reading the social media reaction and the online comments today just to see how people responded to this, because it's just another layer of this. And it, it goes to show that um, these stories are usually fairly complicated um, and there's more to them than uh, you'll see on social media. So it's really important for reporters to do their own research and speak to as many people involved as possible. Um, and of course, we'll be following this case as it works its way through the courts because the boy is charged with assault, not, um, uh, super serious charge, but it is a criminal offense. And he says that he will be fighting it. His lawyer hopes that uh, it will be withdrawn, but we really have no way of knowing where the court case will go at this point. Absolutely. Do we have a date yet for his first appearance in court with regards to this assault charge? Yes, he'll, he'll be appearing uh, February 16th as his first appearance. He was released on what's called a promise to appear. So he signs a document uh, promising to appear on that date rather than be arrested and held for a bail hearing. So he was never actually arrested. He maintains he has no criminal record, has never been in trouble with the law. Um, so yeah, I guess we will have to see where this one goes through the court system. That's often when um, all of the, de the details come out. 
Absolutely. And again, 2021, regardless of the motivation of the incident, you got to be careful. Of course, it can affect every facet of your life, career, personal, and otherwise. Um, I would just urge people, I know it's December, we are approaching Christmas, it's going to be here before we know it. Cooler heads prevail, maybe be a little bit more patient, a little bit more kind when you are out running errands. I know, uh, I know it's busy out there and I know, I know it's easy to have a shorter temper, especially when you're trying to get to where you're going. Um, Dale, I want to thank you so much for your time today. It was a pleasure to catch up with you. And um, again, I urge people to head over to lfpress.com to read your article about this. Very well done. Very interesting story. Thank you for your time today. Thanks for having me, Lindsay. I appreciate it. We'll be back again next Thursday with another edition of the LF Press podcast. Don't forget, you can always subscribe. We are streaming on all of the major streaming platforms. Until we talk again, stay well.